Listening to the Border Perspective Audio Podcast, broadcasting out of the Rio Grande Valley of South Texas, hosted by Christian Salinas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I am your host, Christian Salinas. In today's episode, we'll be discussing something that 500 million of us have in common. Uh, the first thing that about 48% of us do right after getting out of bed in the morning, uh, those of us between the ages of 18 and 34 at least. Uh, I'm speaking, of course, about a little website slash possible obsession called Facebook. The reason that we've decided to do a podcast about Facebook now is because a new study was recently released that highlighted some pretty serious psychological disorders that could be associated with Facebook use and also some notable benefits. But uh, first, I thought I would start out with some statistics. Uh, Onlineschools.org reports that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, approximately 500 million people uh, around the world are using Facebook. And uh, that's 206.2 million uh, of which are in the U.S., uh, which would mean that about 71.2% or well over half of the country is on Facebook. Uh, 57% uh, of people have more online conversations than they do than they do real-life conversations. Uh, 48% of young Americans get their news through Facebook. And every 20 minutes on Facebook, there are an estimated 1,851,000 status updates, 2,716,000 photos uploaded, and 10,208,000 comments made. Now, the question comes down to how is all of this Facebook usage affecting us? Well, being that Facebook is relatively new to the world, uh, it just hasn't been around long enough for researchers to make solid studies on what social networking is actually doing to our society. But strong research attempts are starting to get done. For example, a very recent study conducted by California State University pointed out that for a good majority of Facebook users, especially in teenagers, there actually was a very significant risk uh, of such psychological disorders such as uh, antisocial behavior, uh, mania, uh, aggressive tendencies. Other possibly related side effects are increased absence from school, uh, stomach aches, uh, sleeping problems, anxiety, and depression. Receiving lower grades was also reported for middle school, high school, and even college students, mainly because Facebook... uh, is a huge distraction uh, during their study time. Uh, But perhaps one of the most outstanding results of the study was that Facebook could be linked to the development of narcissism in teenagers. The uh, Wikipedia describes narcissism as inflated self-importance, egotism, vanity, conceit, or just plain simple selfishness. In other words, research suggests that Facebook encourages teenagers to think the world revolves around them. Now, you might be thinking, what's the big deal? Teenagers have always thought the world revolved around them, uh, even way before Facebook. So what's the problem? Well, that is the problem. Teenagers, by nature, already have narcissistic tendencies. So anything that amplifies those tendencies could lead to serious trouble. More specifically, it could lead to behavior that a teenager wouldn't normally display. Now, this makes sense when you think about it. Uh, If you think back to your high school years... Uh, When were you more likely to do something dangerously stupid? Uh, Was it uh, when you were alone at the library? Or was it when you were with a group of friends? Now think back to 
the trouble you might have gotten yourself into when you were uh, with a group of just five or six of your friends. Now, imagine believing, and I, I emphasize believing, that 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 of your friends were anxiously awaiting your next status update. This could lead you to do something that you wouldn't normally do. Uh, a perfect example of this uh, is planking. For those of you who aren't aware, uh, a while ago, it became very popular for a person to lay down flat on a surface and take a picture uh, with the sole intent of posting it on Facebook. It's safe to say that if there was no possibility of anybody liking or commenting on it, planking is something that a teenager or anybody just simply wouldn't normally do. We, uh, we thought we'd have a little fun with this idea. If you listened to last week's show, we had uh, Gerald Salinas as a guest on our show, and shortly afterward, we asked him if he could help us out with a little experiment to try to understand the mentality behind the act of planking. Now, I do feel the need to point out that Gerald is actually a very uh, opinionated and uh, no-nonsense type of guy, so he's he's got some pretty uh, straightforward opinions about planking. Okay, so I'm here with uh, Gerald Salinas, and he's going to uh, go ahead and actually uh, do the planking. I'm going to take a picture. And uh, through all of this, Gerald is going to be explaining um, exactly what's going through his mind and, and how he feels while he's doing it. Okay, here we go. We'll plank on this, uh, on these parallel bars here. So uh, here we go. Okay, it's kind of hard to position myself right now because they're parallel bars, so there's a big gap in the middle. But okay, here we go. All right. All right, here we go. Straighten myself out. Yay, look at me, I'm planking. I'm only doing this because a lot of people do it on Facebook. But, oh, thanks. Hopefully I came out nice for the picture. Bottom line is, is this something that uh, you would have done if uh, there wasn't the possibility of putting it on Facebook? Nah, because then who's going to see it? Now, aside from a few isolated incidents, planking is pretty harmless, and I guess it might even be fun. But it serves as proof that social networking is already having an effect on our real-world behavior. Now, the report wasn't all doom and gloom for Facebook, however, there were some very notable positive influences that were linked to social networking, uh, such as young adults who spent more time on Facebook are better at showing virtual empathy to their online friends. And I'm sure we've all seen this. Uh, whenever one of our friends posts sad news on their wall, uh, other friends do flood the post with supporting and uplifting comments. Another point is that social networking can help introverted adolescents learn how to socialize. Now, this one is arguable, but some of the data from the report suggests that Facebook could help shy kids uh, learn how to communicate with people and make friends. And finally, the point that I found the most interesting is that social networking can provide tools for teaching in compelling ways that engage young students. In other words, when used creatively, Facebook can be a powerful tool for teachers to be able to reach their students in a very effective way. And that's all the time we have for this week's episode. Uh, in the way of an announcement, I did just want to mention that we are actually working on a possible new seasonal podcast uh, coming up uh, within the next couple of weeks, but uh, we will have more details about that in the future in future episodes. So we invite you to stay updated on our website, uh, bpscast.com. And uh, what do you think of social networking? What kind of effects has it had on your life? Uh, let us know. As always, we welcome all feedback. Uh, you can contact us via, of course, our Facebook page, or you can email us at bpscast at gmail.com. I'm Christian Salinas, and as always, thank you very much for listening. 
Thank you for downloading the Border Perspective audio podcast. You can find archives of past episodes, more information about all our guests, and our most recent contact information on our website, www.bpscast.com. Produced by Border Perspective Studios, an independent digital media company.